Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You are listening to the Load Management Podcast. Why? I don't know. What up, everybody? It's your man, Chop. Brand new episode of the Complex Sports Podcast, Load Management Podcast. We're back with another episode. Huge episode this week. As you can see by the title, we have some great guests that we're going to get to. But before that, uh, I want to talk to my co-hosts, Zion and Adam, about a little NFL Sunday that we saw happen yesterday. And we, we're going to talk NBA, NBA Finals, all that. You know, a lot coming. But let's talk some NFL real quick before we get anywhere else. First up, I think we all just got to start by saying the Dak Prescott injury fucking sucks. Uh, it's terrible. You never want to see that happen. And I just, it really hurt to see that yesterday. Yeah, I mean, prayers up for Dak, especially. I especially feel bad for Dak because he was supposed to get this big contract. And um, this is why you take he, your money early. This is why he you turned fight. He turned down a lot of money. And it's not. Yeah. I'm not blaming him for turning down the money. He bet on himself. Yeah. Um, sometimes you just got to do it out of precaution because you never know what can happen. But hopefully they still get him his money. Hopefully Jerry Jones has a heart, even though we know he doesn't. But hopefully he does. Adam, any thoughts on Dak? Uh, I mean, well, yeah, it's I nothing else to say other than yeah, it sucks. It was it's ban the franchise tag. How about that? Ban the franchise. Well, tag. that ain't happening. The owners ain't gonna level out, allow that. So yeah, it's just it's unfortunate for Dak. I mean, he was having an incredible season. He was on his way to earning a massive contract, and uh, yeah, one terrible twist of the ankle later, um, his future in Dallas now is actually shockingly a little murky and cloudy. So. Um, yeah, a lot of ramifications over that one awful tackle. I wouldn't uh, say but, all that though. Um, you know, it's fair enough. To, it's fair to say that it honestly it's, is. It's four like, to six months. Yeah, but still, I like, mean, but there's, also, there's uncertainty. Jerry, here's what I'll say: It seems like Jerry was looking for a reason to, to not pay Dak, and he may have been. Just yeah, why wouldn't you just give him that big contract when you had the ability to lock him up? Now, again, you can put it on Dak. I mean, a they bit offered weird. him a deal. It's not you know, like again, you're not wrong. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that. You know, it, it, there's not. There's not aspects to that. Of course, there is. But I'm just saying that. There is, if you look and break it down a little bit, conceptually, yes, Dak should be back as the quarterback of the Cowboys next year, but this opens the door to some uncertainty, some shenanigans, and it wouldn't be that far-fetched. Say they lose out in the Jets. How many wins do the Cowboys have? Two? Yeah, two and three, but they're in first place. But they're in first place. Say Dallas loses out and gets the number one overall pick. You tell me Jerry Jones wouldn't take Trevor Lawrence? He takes Trevor Lawrence in a heart. But there's no possible way that can happen. There's no possible way because the Jets are not winning a game this year. So that's not And, bro, the Cowboys are in first place. They're in first place in the division right now. Yeah, they'll they'll make the playoffs with a 6 and 10 record. awful division. And also, Andy Dalton's not that bad where he's going to lose out. Andy Dalton will be able to win some games. But again, Zion, to your point, to you counter my my little take right there, if you break it down a little bit, like it's not that ridiculous to think that Dak could not be back next year with the Cowboys. I would think he would be. I think it'd still be the smart decision to make in the Cowboys park because Dak has been so goddamn good for them. I mean, he's not the perfect quarterback, but he's pretty goddamn he's good. He's going to hit free agency. He can't be franchised again, so he's going to hit free agency. Why wouldn't the Bears throw it? Even with the Bears, the 
the Bears are going to throw their money if they want to, but at the same They'll time... They'll throw their money at some stupid fucking quarterback, so the Bears are never going to go after the prudent play. It, it may not even be that, but like with even with like uh, the Cowboys, it's like, what are you going to do if you don't if you don't bring back Dak? What are you going to do? You're not going to get a good enough pick to get a, a great uh You're forgetting prospect. one very important, uh, 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 you know, t- uh, not intangible. You're forgetting one very important thing about this entire equation. What? Jerry Jones is a goddamn lunatic as a general manager, okay? He, he does whatever the hell he wants and, and just works on whims and nonsense. You're so right. Jerry could have some sort of, like, epiphany randomly in the springtime where, oh, there's some other better quarterback out there that we can get as opposed to Dak. So you always – I mean, there's Jerry not, not going to be a better quarterback that can get the deck. Jerry Jones is a demon. He's he's evil and all that. <laughs> but evil. I think it, it, what he's thinking right now, a demon. What what he's thinking right now, he's is, allegedly I, evil I, and allegedly a demon. Allegedly, allegedly, what he's thinking right now is I could get Dak for less. I could. Businessman. He's a hundred percent. Yeah. So, but he's still going to bring back Dak because he's a guy who likes to keep it in order. Like when he had Tony, he had Dak. When he wanted to get rid of Tony, he had Dak ready. You don't have someone yeah. after but then that. I'm gonna, right but, but Zion, I'll count you and guys, say that. What guys, if, what if, guys. What, let me just get this point off, and then you can then okay. interject. But what if Dak then feels, you know, uh, insulted by a low ball offer, and then it's like, fuck that, I'm See, turning my back on the Cowboys. The, the difference in this is going to be unlike any other NFL situation we've seen like this is because they can't franchise Dak again. In the new CBA, you can't be franchised back-to-back. So Dak's going to ha- – Dak theoretically could have options. I want to bring this up. We're – Five minutes into this recording, and we haven't mentioned the four and one Cleveland Browns. And we uh, don't have to. We don't have to. Seventy six percent chance of making the playoff, I, Cleveland. I, I you guys you can't. Were, you, no, no, no. You guys told, can't tell me you, the Browns aren't going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. That's playoff no, I told you they were playoff I told you they were going to win last week because the Colts are not good. They're overrated, and that nonsense. Best defense in the league. You Best were defense spew, in the league. You were spewing that they were they were a good team. They were Who not a good team. The fuck. The Colts are a good team. The Colts are a good team. Huh? Who have you beaten? What up? What up? I'm dancing. Who right have now. you, you beaten? They did? We beat the Colts, the Cowboys, the Washington football team, and the Cincinnati Bengals. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> you know crazy okay. Congrats, right yeah. Congrats. <laughs> like, bro, get out of here. We're four and one for the first time since 1994. Congrats. Nothing you guys can say Con- to me congrats. can mean anything. We're a playoff team. We are a playoff team. You're not a good the playoff team. The Cleveland Browns are a playoff play- team. You're a playoff team by default. Zion Young Zion, I have a quick question the- for, for Chops over here. Uh, are you employed by the Cleveland Browns? What's this we talk, pal? The Cleveland Browns currently have the the current the Cleveland Browns currently have the front runner for coach of the year in Kevin Stefanski. I love Kevin Stefanski. But all this we talk, do they do they start signing your checks all of a sudden? They also they should. They also have the best defensive player in the NFL, Miles Garrett. That man is a magician, and I cannot wait to play the Steelers this weekend. All right, you can keep talking if they start beating better teams. But for right now, just lay low. Lay low with your four one record. I don't want to hear it because you guys are just going to keep saying that low and keep voice. downplaying it. I'm not playing that. The Colts are a good team. You voice. fucking love Phillip Rivers. Keep that shit out of here. We're low four and one. Don't say a Stop word yelling. to me until you win a game with your team, Adam. You make it think like I'm emotionally invested in the Jets. I, I stopped giving a shit about the Jets years ago, pal. I don't I don't give two fucks what happens over there. We excuse the high levels of Chops voice. But 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 the thing is because, we told because you because I'm very passionate about this. We told this, you this. We so we told you. You told you this me why you guys told me the Browns Adam told me the Browns weren't gonna win ten games. We literally you told the Browns you weren't last gonna win. Week, well, how we many games are they gonna win, Adam? We literally they told already got four. Week. Chops, as we just as we just went over this three minutes ago, the Browns have beaten nobody right now. The schedule's about the to... Colts are, the Colts are a nobody suddenly? Yes. The be- are, one of the best defenses in the NFL are a nobody? We literally Fuck out of here. You, we literally told you last week that the Colts were going to win. 
because because uh, the Browns were going to win because the Colts weren't going to. Adam picked the Colts in his picks. He didn't say shit. I did. I said in my picks, I said I'm contractually obligated to pick against the Browns because he did say that. You know, you know who the Browns play. You know who the Browns play later in the season. They play both New York teams. That's two wins. That's sadly you're right about that. Yes, sadly you're right. He's bragging about two wins against exactly against two of the worst teams in football. Look at the schedule. Look at the schedule. They play the Eagles. Win. They play the Texans. Win. That's eight. So you're admitting that's eight. They play the Bengals again. That's nine. We're right there. Stop yelling. So you're admitting that your 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 schedule is a cakewalk. That's what you're admitting right now. They, they have the second easiest schedule left in the NFL because they got through a hard part of it. Hard the part? You play, you play who you play. Oh my God. You play who you play. Just stop. Just stop. Oh, Just stop. hey. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, I, I. Oh, you know this team won four games in four You and sound like years? a clown right now, but keep going. No, I sound like a winner. I don't want to hear shit from you. Are NFL games easy to win, Adam? Tell me NFL games are easy. When you have the Browns scheduled through the, through the first five games, yes, they are easy to Yo, win. No, stop yelling. No, they're not easy to win. You know the Browns won four games in four yeah. years. Oh, they Jasmine's won four games already you're, this year. You're, you're, you're NFL games gonna... are not easy to win, and we're not going to do this. Let's go on to our Cassie Hubbard interview. The Browns nah, are 4-1. Nah, nah. You guys are going to keep saying it. I'm not. You know what? I'm not going to deal with it because the Browns are good. Are you telling me the Browns aren't a good football team? Are you telling me the Browns aren't a good football team? Are you telling me the Browns aren't a good football team? You just said you got through the hardest part of your schedule and you played. With a straight face somehow. I I have no idea you delivered that part of the middle. NFL games are hard. NFL games aren't easy to win. That's what we do. We have a rookie coach in a pandemic. That's what we that's what we're doing now. That that is what we're doing now. It's it's easy. Doing it's, what? It's hard doing to beat what? the Bengals. Se- it's hard to beat the Cowboys. It's hard to win any NFL game, Zion. It's hard to it's beat hard to the win Colts. Any... Come on, it's hard. bro. It, the Colts are. You guys are crazy thinking the Colts aren't a good football team. You legit. Okay, okay chops. All right, real quick. Though. You guys are nuts. Real quick. And you know what? what do I don't we... want to talk about it anymore because you guys don't know football. <laughs> The Browns are, are you telling me right now the Browns aren't a good football team? You do not think the Browns are a good football team, Adam? You do not think that Miles Garrett is not a good football player? You do not think they have the best rush attack in the NFL? Do you not think that Odell Beckham Jr. isn't a good football Listen. player, Adam? Listen, this guy is just really, really out his mind right now. <laughs> we got to let him cook because he, he is out his mind. You need mind. an edible right now, pal. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Get an ice cube and put it on top of your head. This man's face is red as a tomato. That was man. one hell of a line get, you delivered there. Go, Jesus. Go get yourself an you ice cube. You know what's cube. one hell of a line, Adam? Keep down. Keep down the Cleveland Browns. I will. Keep I down. will. I'll see you in. I'll see you in the playoffs where you're not gonna. Where your team's not gonna. Be man high. makes the playoffs. I'll one see time you in the playoffs. Seventy-seven percent chance making the playoffs right now, Adam. And it's gonna be sheer agony when they miss it. <laughs> Do you think they're gonna miss the playoffs? You think the Cleveland Browns are gonna miss the playoffs? I'll bet you ten grand right now, ten thousand oh, dollars right now. The Browns don't miss the playoffs. Oh man, this guy is this guy is off the uh, he's yeah. off the something. We're off the reservation. We have two interviews in this episode. Let's get to it. You guys upset me. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Brand new episode of Load Management Podcast, the Complex Sports Podcast. Big special guest with us today. We have Cassie Hubbard from ESPN. She is the host of ESPN's digital pregame show, Hoop Streams, and one of the top NBA sideline reporters for the network. 
Cassidy, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so happy to be with you guys, <laughs> even though I'm sad that the season's over. Like, I, I'm, ha I'm having a real bad hangover this morning because <laughs> we have no idea when it's going to return. So that's like <laughs> salt in the wounds here that the season's over. Yes, you are very much correct. We are going into the unknown now in, mm. in NBA terms, and it, it feels very weird. Before we get into that, I think we just got to we got dissect last night a little bit. Yeah. What? What? Like everybody, the goat debate. I saw Perk oh. say that was the. I saw Perk say that was the hardest championship won in sports history. Like, there's like mm -hmm. everybody's talking about everything. What, what are your initial thoughts just on the Lakers winning and all that? Yeah, Perk, carry on for <laughs> sure. Um, I look <laughs> being in that bubble for for six weeks. Um, you know, I, I actually tweeted last night that this past week was the one year anniversary, if you will, that the Lakers were in China. Does that feel mm -hmm. like the same, whatever, 365 day span? So they were in China. They had to deal with responding to everything that happened with Daryl Morey. And then of course, I don't need to, you know, go through the whole timeline with you, but then, you know, the franchise loses its most beloved player in Kobe Bryant. Then the pandemic hits and we're all experiencing 2020 at its worst. And then they all sign up to be a part of this bubble experiment in the middle of Florida, which was at the height of it, the outbreak at the time, it was the epicenter. Um, I was very skeptical. I, I did not think it was going to work. Um, I'm in New York City, so I was, you know, at the in the previous epicenter of, of, of the outbreak, mm -hmm. hearing sirens yeah. every night. And so when there was talks of, the bubble happening and I was like, well, it's so it, like, how are they going to do this? This is just not going to work at all. Um, so to go through that and then, you know, the social unrest in our country, which has been going on for well before the, the, this year, um, hundreds of years, uh, but the, the players in the NBA really being, um, you know, what some of the most central figures and, and really, activists as far as getting the messages out um, and continuing to give a voice to, um, you know, the fight against social injustice in our country. And on top of all that, they're stuck in a hotel for three months. And as I said, I was there for, for six months. The NBA did an incredible job of trying to make everybody comfortable. But I don't care if you are in like the nicest suite in Four Seasons or some five star. You don't want to stay in a hotel for three months. Um, yeah. And even if you can Amazon everything there, which pretty much all of us did, um, it's just it, it, it's in getting tested every day, which was a luxury. Um, yeah. But you st you know still having to get tested every day, wearing masks everywhere you go, which you know I you know I wish more people did outside of the bubble. Um, but, you know, as uh, Andrew Yang, you know, tweeted out last night, the bubble was an example of organizational competence, and I will say excellence. And so this is a long, long rant to just say this was an incredible, incredible experience. And the fact that the NBA got this done is truly remarkable. And I said, tweeted last night that this championship should be a count, count, count as a championship and a half.
given what this year has been. I mean, that will never happen, but <laughs> that's my feeling about it. I do so, think so it's LeBron- one of the most, I think it is the hardest championship. So LeBron has 4.5 is what we're saying. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I guess. So, yes. <laughs> 4.5. I guess you can quote me on that. <laughs> I think it's I it's just it's so crazy that they made it through without one single positive like no hiccup like like obviously there was the Daniel House thing like there was there was drama per se in the bubble but they yeah. from a health standpoint they really just there was no hiccups that we know about publicly you know they really you know took it on and they and you know they did what they said they were going to do which is just incredible it really is i mean the experience alone just the fact that the nba figured this out in three months and was able to set this up um and all the proper protocols they talked to all the right people um and you know they were able to learn as they were going along i mean at first um you know, the media was able to roam wherever they wanted to roam on campus. And then they realized, well, you know, that kind of allows players to not feel comfortable and um, feel like they're being watched the whole time. It was inconvenient for us since we couldn't go anywhere. But I completely understand that the priority yeah. was to make sure that the players uh, could feel comfortable in their living space, so to speak. Um, and so, like, those are that's just an example of the little things that the NBA did. They just continued to tweak and make it as safe as they could and as comfortable as they could. And even even when they started, in, um, you know, inviting family members, which was so huge, they continued to move the goalpost and, you know, make some tweaks and, you know, uh, allowed a different amount of, of um, you know, family members for the coaching staff when, when we saw Mike Malone upset that, you know, he didn't have his family there. So the, the NBA just did a marvelous job and Adam Silver – um, once again, proving that he is the best commissioner in sports. So you spent six weeks down in the bubble, and I'm sure you have a ton of stories from your time down there. But can you give us one of your favorites that you have, uh, you know, no qualm sharing? Oh man, so so I've been I've been back for um, almost like three and a half weeks, which uh, honestly, the bubble to me feels like 1995. Like it, <laughs> <laughs> being out of the bubble, I you know that that was the experience. You were just so consumed, um, by the experience of the bubble. Um, like, I I think I'll always remember the bus system since nobody has cars. Um, we were all having to live and die by the bus system, which, you know, it came every half an hour, um, at the top of the hour and bottom of the hour. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> they don't. They don't play. I'm telling you, those bus drivers do not play. When they get like to the to their capacity, they're like, "See ya." You could be running, and it could be pouring rain. <laughs> which, by the way, it rains every other minute in Orlando, Florida. Like, and not just sort of rains. Like it's downpour. So you could be running to the bus. And they, the door could close and they'd be like, peace, see you when I see you, wait for the next bus in a half an hour. I know that's not a very exciting story from the bubble, but I'm telling you, like, I will, I, I think I'm scarred for life from that, from, from the bus schedule because, you know, I, I was typically assigned to the 9 p.m. games. So that, you know, after press conferences, you don't get done until 1230, 1 o'clock. 
So if you don't catch that one o'clock bus, you're stuck there another until like one thirty. So I remember oh, like throwing my makeup bag and you know my computer all into <laughs> one and then running. And it's not a it's not a like close distance from the arena to the bus. Um, and then you also have to like there's all these still safety measures you have to do to check out of the arena. And if you forget, you, like you know security guards run you down. And that's another thing. It's like the Disney security. I mean, at times I got annoyed because, you know, I just I want I, I didn't want people to be bothering me when I was trying to figure out bubble life. But they they, they took their job seriously. And I can see why, because there was zero zero positive tests and, you know, people stayed in line. But, man, you did not want to miss uh, mess with those uh, Disney mall cops, as people would like to call them. <laughs> No, because that, I mean, honestly, I'm so thankful that I was a part of that experience. I don't know if I would take my family to the Coronado Springs, <laughs> but maybe, maybe it'd be fun for like a nostalgia trip. Um, but, you know, like, yeah, I actually think, you know, the fact that, you know, Coronado Springs was a good choice because it was, it felt like an adult um, resort. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it really, really, they did an incredible job. I mean, the rooms were nice. The service was, you know, as we heard the story about Russell Westbrook leaving, you know, an $8,000 tip. I didn't leave that big of a tip. <laughs> Not that big of a tip. That's what I just put it that way. But the, the, the staff uh, is deserving of that and much more because, um, you know, the, they worked so hard to you know make sure that things were nice and comfortable. And, um, you know, it was, it was as good of a experience as I could have expected. And what would you describe like uh, re-entering normal life like? I will say it was it was it was hard for me because you kind of had this false sense of um, security being in the bubble because you know everyone tests gets tested every single day, um, and yes, we wore masks wherever we we went, um, and, and like the only times that we took our masks off were around other people was when we're eating but even the tables in the uh cafe areas were socially distanced and then we had to wear these tracking monitors that beat um anytime you were within six feet of someone and i was like i think that's another thing that's going to scar me for life is like all of the beeping i think i got yelled at too by some of you know the pr staffs for being in you know um the press conference areas and the beeping would go off. I'm like, everybody's beeping going off. <laughs> Most of the people would let their tracking device die. <laughs> so, you know, they would walk in there. The trick, yes, and so the battery would go dead. But then they started checking in on the way into the arena to make sure that yours was um, fully, you know, powered up. So, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly forgot the question because now I'm down memory lane of all the little things all coming back to me. Like you said, um, oh, you were asking me how it is to get yeah, back re-entering normal real life. World. Like, was it? Yeah, was it yeah. like some alien experience that you came from the bubble to real life, and the adjustment was like crazy? It was. I mean, I think it was just emotional going back to my family and um, you know being able to see my my daughter. Um, you know, for the first time in six weeks, she was she's almost two, and so. You know, it's she like knew something was up, but <laughs> didn't. But like, so when she saw me, she's like, "Is that really you, or is that like <laughs> just a bigger iPad that I'm, you know, FaceTiming you on?" Um, 
So I, that's another thing. I, I don't think the bubble would have um, survived without FaceTime. That's for sure. We heard LeBron James shout out Steve Jobs um, last night after the, after the game. And that is for sure true. Yes. Yes, exactly. Well, do we want to get into the GOAT debate right we now? We have or? to get into the GOAT debate. Do we wait into, into that goat. already? And as a lifelong Bulls fan, from what I – is that yeah. correct, right? Yep, yep. Yep, mm-hmm. we, born, born outside of Chicago. Zach Lowe wrote a great piece on it today, by the way, on ESPN. Yeah, he wrote, he Going did. through it and kind of breaking it down. So I, yeah. I'm curious, where where do we stand with this GOAT debate? And Because it's not going away. I thought the most foolish thing was people thinking that LeBron winning another one would, would like somehow stop it. Wait, wait, wait. No. Also, quick, just that before you discuss it. I was only going to make it worse. Yeah. We have two, two disclaimers here. You have two LeBron stands over there. I'm not a LeBron stand. No, no, no. No, no, I'm not a LeBron stand. two LeBron stands over here. I am, I am a, a Cleveland. Stand. I'm a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, so I'm not a LeBron stand, but I do I, appreciate him. Oh, because, wait. I do, so, so, lies, lies, complete bullshit. Are you upset? Are you Why would I be upset? I'm not upset. I'm happy for him. I love LeBron. I'm happy for him. Why would I be upset? I'm not upset. I, no, I'm never, look, I nothing LeBron could do could ever make me upset after 2016. <laughs> okay. He could tell, he could say chops. I'd hate you. And I, I wouldn't care. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, where do we start? <laughs> do I, are you just going to straight up say, do I think LeBron is better than Jordan? Well, yeah, we'll, we'll put is you on the spot. Is LeBron the goat? Um, no, not to me. He, I, you know, I, uh, I think it's come down to right now, um, if you if you believe that Michael Jordan is the GOAT, then um, I think that that is going to be your GOAT forever. Um, yeah. I do feel like LeBron James is, and I don't think this is uh, an argument, but is the greatest of his generation. And he has... I think I think it's very nuanced um, how you can break down this discussion, and I think if you don't see it as such, um, then you're just you're just trying to <laughs> you know be in an argument about what it means to have different eras in the NBA. Um, and to your point, where you're saying that Zach Lowe's article was was really great breaking it all down. You know, I think you got something about longevity and consistency. Yeah. Um, and, you know, LeBron is, is showing that his longevity um, and his ability to win and also make his teammates better um, is part of his greatness. I think his ability to always make the right basketball play as we saw in the big debated (laughs) even though it was stupid that anyone was debating this uh danny green pass that was the right play but that play was like a microcosm i think of what you know people hold against lebron james when it comes to making the argument about jordan that jordan truly felt and this is a, a line I saw in Zach Lowe's article that I thought was pitch perfect. Jordan unbeatable in real time. And I think a lot of people still will hold up four and six to LeBron, even though it is just absurd how he <laughs> has been to 10 NBA finals um, and nine 
of in the last 10. Um, and that alone is, is great. Um, but Jordan, like I said, felt unbeatable, was unbeatable in the finals, won his last at 35 and played all the games. So we mm -hmm. marvel at LeBron's ability to do what he does at 35, spending millions and millions of dollars on his body. Whereas Jordan, you know, was 35 too in 1998. Um, and probably shouldn't have, you know, retired then. Not probably. We all watched The Last Dance. It was infuriating that he retired then and retired in, you know, 93. So um, I don't know. I'm babbling because I will just say <laughs> I, I think it's hard to draw a line. I think yeah. I think um, Jordan is one of one. Uh, I mean, excuse me, LeBron is one of one. I don't think that there's any other player like him. I think he more closely resembles a magic um, but, and there's people who have characteristics of Jordan, you know, i.e. Kobe, some of Kawhi, um, but it's just toe to toe. I still feel like Jordan was better. And then when you start getting into off the court stuff, you know, I've always argued that Jordan changed the game. Um, he made it a international business, but I, you, you cannot deny how LeBron changed the game as well. He, mm -hmm gave power to the players um, by the decision. And he took that, um, you know, the NBA becoming more of a business and then turned it into players becoming more of a business. Um, and so I think that those kind of cancel out each other now, which is something that I kind of, you know, would fall back on and be like, well, Jordan changed the game. You made it international. And so I think that makes him the GOAT. And I will admit that that's what I would kind of default to. Um, but I now think that kind of they, they cancel each other out um, with what LeBron continues to do off the court and what how Jordan changed the game. As far as on the court, I think we can, you know, ultimately make the decision. And I'm open to changing my GOAT depending on how his career ends. I do. I, I do have that good enough answer. That's yeah, very was, good. Very was, thorough. Very thorough. Yeah. Very thorough answer. <laughs> but I, I do have one refute to something you said. This is just me, the LeBron. Yes. I do think LeBron is the GOAT. But the 35 years old uh, comparison, I think, is a little bit different for LeBron James just because obviously he started when he was 18. And you have to mm. look at it as the years, especially when he was playing USA basketball every single year. This man has yeah. had a stretch where he hasn't stopped playing basketball. So, like, I think the toll on his body is a little bit different from Jordan. Obviously, Jordan went to baseball, too. I think the toll on LeBron's body is a little bit more insane than Michael Jordan at 35. So that's yeah. why I think it's Le more impressive. LeBron, LeBron. LeBron didn't have years of cigar smoke around him from being in casinos though, that Jordan had. Jordan, Jordan fought through like the elements. Get it, I get it. But... Elements. <laughs> yes. Well, look, I just, I get your point. That's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great point. You know, he did have a, a break playing, playing baseball in which he ch had to change his body mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, change his body back again when he returned to basketball. But I just feel like when, I mean, I'm 36 years old. And I'm not a professional athlete. I know that, but you know, 30, 30, 35 is 35. Like, and I just think yeah. there's an argument to the technology that we have these days to make sure that your body is 
can withstand long runs. And I think that he's invested in his body um, with this new technology, which just wasn't available for Michael Jordan. So that's just, that's not an argument against what you said. I, I think that is a valid point. I just think additionally, you have to consider, um, you know, guys are bigger, faster, stronger um, nowadays, even though, and then also Jordan, the rules were different. I mean, Jordan, there was hand checking back in the day. It was just more physical play overall. Um, I, I just think uh, those are all footnotes we need to consider and which just, which makes this, this argument, you know, not black and white. I think these are all little yeah. aspects to, to the discussion that, you know, I think makes, I think where we're at is that like, it's fine to have these two guys be one or two. I'm a cool with Zion. You, I'm cool. I'm cool with you having LeBron <laughs> as your goat, but I think you should be cool with me having LeBron. I mean, me yeah. having Jordan yeah. as my goat. Yeah. I think that's where we're at yeah. right now. But you said, you did say that you would be open to changing your mind. So what would it take for LeBron to then definitely be the go in your estimation? Well, first things first, he'd have to wear a six. So, so that's, that, that's my question I want to get into. You mentioned LeBron's going career. What do you think the NBA should do with next season? Because I'm of the mind, I don't think they can go into the summer and fall again. But they seem, they seem intent on playing 82 games. So I'm curious what you think, they, how they should atta- attack next season and where we're starting. I don't know, man. Do you see what's <laughs> happening right now? Do I mean, look, look, we just finished the NBA playoffs and I tweeted zero positive tests in three months. And I get it. Just the flood of NFL fans be like, are you throwing shade at the NFL? <laughs> like, no, like that to be like, look at him, look at a mirror at yourself. If that's your reaction, um, yeah. you know, the bubble, the bubble has proven to be really the only thing that works to prevent the virus um from it you know infecting players and people around there now granted like we're still seeing these seasons carry on i mean baseball is in um their playoffs even though you know we saw like the entire marlins team get infected i just think you know it's really hard we're, we're coming into fall and winter which is I don't, you know, with the flu season and how that's going to compound with, you know, continued rising numbers of the coronavirus. What I know is that the NBA and Adam Silver has had a separate group of people who haven't been working on the bubble, completely focused on what they're going to do for next season. And that includes Mm -hmm. um, the NBA PA and several, um, you know, players who worked on creating the atmosphere in the bubble, like Kyle Lowry, Chris Paul, um, you know, and I, I'm sure that Andre Iguodala, now that he's done with his season, will, you know, be joining in the planning process. I, it's it's going to be hard. I mean, there's been a lot of ideas thrown out there. Adam Silver, I think, has pretty much admitted to the fact that they're not going to be starting on Christmas Day. Um, that it's more likely going to be January. Like I, this is, this is not based on any inside information. I worry that even January is going to be too soon. Um, you know, I, I have a, my gut feeling is going to be closer to March. Um, and does that, what does that allow, you know, and like, how do they plan that out? I just think we're, 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 we're dealing with a moving target. The idea of having fans in the, the stands, I don't think should be a number one priority right now. 
Um, I just, I just don't know what they're going. Like, I, I need to do a little more digging as far as what is on the table right now. I know mm -hmm. they were thinking of having like bubbles, like smaller bubbles in like divisions um, and kind of playing sort of like series like baseball does. Um, yeah. We'll see if that happens. So, you know, I think there's a lot to figure out. And as you know, what it's been like this whole year is there's not going to be a whole lot of answers, um, you know, immediately. I, I, if you were to ask these players right now if they'd be willing to go into another three-month bubble, I, I, I think a lot of guys would hesitate. JJ, we had JJ Redick <laughs> you know, on, and he, he didn't sound ex he didn't he his his tone was that he doesn't think a lot of players would go for another long bubble. Yeah, I mean, in talking to a lot of the players, you know, it was a really, really hard experience yeah. for them. Um, you know, I mean, like, I don't even have to mention, you know, Paul George, just what what he struggled with and what he went through. Um, it's just, it's it's hard being isolated. We've all felt it. We've all felt yeah. it this year. Um, and then, you know, to be isolated with with no distractions to get your mind off of, you know, the millions of people talking bad about you and how you performed um, that night. I mean, I, I, I'll tell you, like, it got to me a couple nights, you know, when I made mistakes on the air, you know, I, I um, you know, accidentally, I don't know what happened in my I had, I accidentally called Luka Doncic 19 years old and the Mavs fans <laughs> came at me. Like I said that he was, you know, um, like he, he was an awful player. Um, but then, you know, I just get caught. I got back to my room. I couldn't sleep because it was a late night game. And I started going down this, you know, war, wormhole of just Twitter responses. And then it started to get to me because I, you don't really have an outlet. It's not like I could have just like left outside and, you know, got grabbed a glass of wine with, with, with a friend. Like that just like, wasn't the life in the, in the bubble. Um, mm. so I, I don't know what, what the, what the league is planning to do, but I, if anything, what this bubble experience and this championship run has proved is that, um, I trust Adam Silver to find the right people, um, to figure it out, to troubleshoot and to, um, make sure it's as uh, safe as possible and um, to try to put out the best product as possible for fans. I think that's definitely what we all want. I can't imagine LeBron, and we, we all know how much weight his voice carries. He's going to mm. want a full break from playing basketball, I would imagine. I mean, think about it, though. Okay, where do we, we're in mid-October, okay? Um, yeah. So if they were to return in January, so say it would be a December training camp, I mean, yeah. is that that's enough too time much. That's too, that's too soon. That's way too soon. It's really, I mean, after spending three months away. Yeah. That's what um, I'm saying. I can't imagine he's going to be like, hey, let's jump right back into it, you know? And I just I just think the, the variable that we just can't um, underestimate is just what is our country going to be like in, in those oh, yeah. two months 100%, that they're 100%. off? We you know, no like, idea. is there going no to be another yeah. shutdown? You know, there's yeah. already talks here in New York that there, there, you know, another shutdown could be looming, given that we have some hot spots here. So, um, I, you know, I just, uh, maybe I'm, I don't know, if, I'm not being an alarmist. I think I'm just, <laughs> I've experienced a lot here in, in New York City, and um, I just worry about, you know, how that's going to translate to trying to the, um, plan another well, I, season. 
And this is like you mentioned, possibly like I just think from just a viewer standpoint, I just I think it's so important that the NBA has to get back on schedule because even before all this, people were like, oh, should the NBA shift their schedule and maybe go later in the Mm. summer? I don't know if it's tough to see if it worked because the bubble was so different, but it, 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 it just it's hard to believe that they'll ever be able to get back onto a schedule now because like we're saying, who knows when next season's gonna start. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know how important it is to get back onto a schedule right now when everything is funky. Yeah. I mean, if if, if anything, yeah. the yeah. argument is we really what we what we really don't we don't want to do is continue to compete against the NFL. Um, as much as I ride or die, fall is life. <laughs> I have to you know bow down that the NFL is king, um, and you just. You know, you know, you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to go up against them. So there's got to be, you know, some, I like when people are asking about the ratings, I also don't think it helps that we're in an election year and one of like, they, the craziest everybody, everybody leaves most that out important the election years. Oh, everybody no, it's that, one, I mean, election years are always, too many options. Yeah. <laughs> think about what was on yesterday, guys. We had the French Open with Rafa Nadal and Djokovic, two of the greatest playing in the in, in the championship then we had nfl sunday which is just in and itself we had major league baseball playoffs and we had the deciding game of the nba finals at night and it's just it's just almost like too many options and so for people to be that short-sighted and for these people you know to say that um the the players speaking out about social injustice is the reason why the ratings was so poor is just to me I don't think that those people who, you know, have an issue with, with the message were, were watching the NBA in the, in the first place. So <laughs> I would, um, I would come down, I would come back and say the Kentucky, Kentucky Derby had their worst ratings ever. And I'm in the Kentucky Derby had nothing right. to do with any, you know, what type of audience you everybody know? did. Even the NFL's <laughs> ratings are down. Even the NFL's yeah. ratings are down. It's just um, S- slightly. I, I have my NFL head on slightly, but yes, you're correct. Yes. Yes, slightly, slightly. Um, well, you're right. So an election know. year, they're always down. In a, but NFL ratings always. are always down in election year. It happens every four years. Everybody freaks out. And then it just, it all goes back to normal. People in the NBA thing, like you said, they're, it's so clear that people are projecting what they want on what on oh, yeah. the NBA ratings without looking at actual facts about it. Oh, oh, oh. That, does that happen? Do people? <laughs> yeah. They, right. they don't look does at that facts? happen on social media? <laughs> they yeah. don't. Do they, do they comment on a tweet and not actually read like the link or the article? <laughs> oh, that's, let's let's that also really be happen? real here. That's a narrative that only the media and like one percent of fans truly give a shit about. Ninety nine percent of your average NBA fan does not give two flying fucks about the ratings, and it's not a talking point for your average fan at if they were at a bar or hanging out with their buddies or anything like that. So like that that to me is like a media driven thing where writers are writing for other writers and shit like that. So I don't. That's the whole NBA ratings talking point to me. I think is irrelevant. I mean, if my if my mentions weren't flooded every time there was a post from ESPN or SportsCenter or ESPN well, NBA also, Cassie, with fans. Real talk though, you get. You get a million times more shit being a woman in media than any of us. Or well, other it's not about too. no, no. It's not about it's not about me being a woman. It's just all of the responses, <clears throat> just because I'm tagged in whatever oh, okay. sports center, ESPN, or is just people. It's just fan after fan after fan just liking, pointing out the ratings are terrible. The ratings are terrible. It could be bots. I don't know. Probably. Um, but you know, and, <laughs> and so it's sad that that's a that's a that's a life. 
um, that we live those in. Right now. Bots, those Russian bots are fine tuned for keywords, I'm telling you. <laughs> no, I'm seriously, seriously. Ratings is one of them. So yes. there's another group that loves, uh, that cares about the, the ratings. Russian the Russian bots, bots are all about NBA ratings, Jim. Yeah. Who fucking knew? Yes. <laughs> so true. Cassidy, we thank you so much for joining us. It was so much fun talking hoops with you. Uh, an incredible NBA season. Uh, we wish you all the best and uh, some free time. <laughs> Relax a little bit. I mean, I know New York is crazy right now, but you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Some... It's sad, but um, we'll see. Now we got draft and free agency. It's, yep. You know, the NBA yep. it, ne- it never stops. It never stops. Never stops. I don't know who's who. Who's gonna? Who's in this draft? Because there wasn't college <laughs> basketball. I don't know. Maybe that's an, another pot for another. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we appreciate you so much for joining us. Thank you guys. Just a lot of fun. Hopefully, um, someone can make sense of the goat argument. <laughs> Impossible. I don't think Zion. It's we just know that you're. No. Op- we know that you're open to changing. So you know, just the two I more am. years. We'll revisit this in two more years. Oh, okay. Yes. Do yeah, yeah. We'll see. Says we'll the twenty. See about says that. the twenty-four year old down there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, All right, Cassie. bye guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We have our first repeat guest on the podcast. Uh, Amon Shumpert is joining us. Amon, you are walking through a lobby right now. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) I gotta pick up my little girl. There we go. Daddy duty always comes first. We appreciate you joining us. Yeah. Shump, you're the first person we've ever had, like I said, on the podcast twice back to, uh, you joined us last November, maybe December, January. I don't know. It feels like December. It feels like eight years ago though. <laughs> yeah. It felt like it's been a while. Kobe hit kind of put some space in between everybody. Huh? A lot of time. <laughs> A lot of space. We we see your mask up though. We're you know living. How are you doing, by the way? Like how? What's new with with, with Shump right now? Nothing right now, man. I'm just working out. Uh, I'm uh, getting back healthy, getting ready for next year, and uh, you know, as always, doing my music stuff. I just dropped uh, the Joyride, which is a mixtape um, with me just joyriding, so to speak, on uh, industry beats. Uh, DJ Drama hosted it. Yeah, it's gonna be the uh, the prequel to the album. This car and so what's up, fellas? Yeah, I, I just been working on my my music and, and working out a couple times a day, man. Other than that, all day I gotta play daddy, man. As you see what I'm doing now. 
<laughs> I, I, no days off from that job. Gangster Girls mixtape. I did notice that when I was listening. Do you have favorites from the Gangster Girls series? Because obviously Drama has hosted a lot of famous mixtapes over the years. Are there any favorites that pop out to you? Because he doesn't do it as much anymore. Dedication to. I just remember that that time. Like that. That sound. Like D2, D2 drama. Like I just. It put me in that time when I hear it, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I'd say that would, that would be my favorite. That, I mean, that's that's technically what inspired what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? Like, people waiting on the album, it's like I'm giving them something just to introduce listeners to, you know, 30-year-old me, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people got to hear me rap, but you get to hear me rapping, uh, you know, uh, don't rustle any feathers, so to speak, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm really trying to keep it as clean cut as possible and this is just 30 year old me that got kids and ain't really worried about <laughs> the repercussions uh that come with it it's it's more about uh getting certain stuff off my chest and uh putting out you know messages and motivations that could you know inspire somebody the same way music inspired me growing up so this is kind of like a mature Jay-Z kind of album for you, where it's like we've seen Jay-Z kind of transition into the older dad Jay-Z and, and the more, I guess, uh, introspective Jay-Z. So this is a this is mad different music than what you put out five, six, seven, ten years ago? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just more, I, I mean, I had music like this. It's just I wouldn't put it out just because, you know, I'm overthinking. Uh, <laughs> oh, this, this may rub this person the wrong way, it may rub that person the wrong way, but I think... Uh, it's crazy, like Kobe's tragedy happening. Like when that hit, it made me, you know, really think back on just motivations that he gave me. You know what I'm saying? Just game that he gave me. Period. And though, for certain people, their book goes in their mind. They promised their childhood self they would just play basketball and dominate just that. It, it's not the same for everybody. I got to sort of, uh, you know, stay true to, to that, that younger me that told himself, you know, I don't know what's going to work, but I'm going to do all these things. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know what's going to work. I don't know if basketball gets me out of here. I don't know if rapping gets me out of here. I don't know if going to school, getting a degree and working for some company gets me out of here, but I'm getting out of here. You know what I'm saying? And, I think there's times that, you know, I feared uh, being looked at as not focused. And now it's just like, it's razor sharpening my focus. Like, it's different now. Like, Junie tell me to play certain songs. Like, it's <laughs> crazy. Like, I'm just at a different a different stage of life that I'm enjoying the shit out of it, man. Like, I'm not really, I'm not too much threatened by what could be. Like, at this point, I already won. You know what I mean? It's just like, of course, the goal is to keep going, to, to keep continuing the journey. But if everybody's going to block me out for doing other things other than basketball, then I just ain't meant to be doing basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I had to get to that point in my head where it's just like, I love basketball, but I'm not going to keep trying to prove it to people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. I work out every day, you know what I'm saying? Every day. And I, I leave for my family every morning to go work out. You know, they feel it. <laughs> they see me all the time coming in sore. Like my wife know. She be having to rub me down and shit. Like 
tell me, you know, why are you going that hard? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you wasn't even on the team this year. And you, you I mean, this summer in the bubble, you wasn't even on a team. And you sitting here working out like you trying to play when they got game time. Sometimes it's like you going too hard. Like, take your time and rest. But it's it's that's what I've been doing my whole life. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not something that somebody's going to have to remind me to play basketball. Even if I'm not in the league, I'm going to play basketball every day because I love basketball. <laughs> but you are trying to get back in the league. Uh, it ain't no trying. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm, okay. I'm going to work out for some teams. And, you know, I, I'll be really surprised if, you know, Every ball club in the league is like, ah, oh, no, nah, we don't need them. I'd just be surprised. But I've seen, I've seen crazier things happen, though. You know what I'm saying? But I'm, for me, I feel like I could rest assured on my, on my body of work and on my work ethic. Period. To you know, stay with it and stay hungry. Like I feel like it speaks for itself. Uh, as far as me coming back to the league, I don't see it as like a. Like, I'm so far away. I just see it as, you know, this summer, I wasn't healthy enough to go to the bubble. And now, you know what I'm saying? I'm getting healthy and the league is, you know, trying to figure out a way to let the fans back in the arena. So I feel like it's a fresh start like any other time. Mm-hmm. Did I did I catch you right where teams thought that, like, maybe you, were you rapping was a distraction? Is that something that they oh, – yeah. they... I mean, I've you, heard that. Is that hypocritical, that. though? Because all these other guys are now rapping in the in the NBA. I think it's just, you know, I played with some pretty big names. You know what I'm saying? Like, my whole career, I've been attached to a big name with pressure to win. So anything that I do that, you know, is too much of a smile, it's going to seem like, you know, a distraction. And then you add Tiana Taylor to the picture, and it's a real distraction. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's like, I ain't finna, but y'all want me to act like I don't love the girl so that y'all could feel, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what to tell you. I could see if this shit was like a a marriage arrangement that, you know, my father told me I had to marry the girl. So it's like, all right, yeah, I can tone it down for y'all. It's like, no, dude, that's how we get down. It's my real life. If I die tomorrow, I'm not going to say I treated her less because I played on your ball club. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just... I don't think like that. I just try and come to shit wholeheartedly. You know what I'm saying? In the past, if people felt like that, you know, it's tough. But I really feel like I'm a maniac as far as going to the gym and getting work in. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get better every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what I do. It's part of my DNA. It'll be up to – I'm going to make it tough for a GM to say, I don't want to sign him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's tough. You know what I mean, but like I said, I've seen crazier things happen. But how have teams held your music making against you when you have half the goddamn league rapping and putting out albums and putting out mixtapes or songs? And Christ, Damian Lillard, who's one of the best, you know, rappers, athletes of all time, he does this shit regularly, drops 60 points in the bubble, held against him. So why is there a double standard when it comes to you? I think it is, it is held against Dame, though. That's there's times that people really do say, you know, that's why you're not playing well. because <laughs> Which is insane. Did they watch these games? I, that, I've seen that. People, they, people they say they that in the comments. Like people have, like, yeah. They have real, real life, he will lose a game and have 50. And people will be like, it's because he was That's rapping. insanity. 
I guess. It is, but it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's only because we don't know what they did, the other person did with their 24 hours. It's like, <laughs> you know, I, don't know what you was doing. I don't know what you was doing at 8 p.m. But yeah, that could have took us an hour. It could have took two hours. You know what I'm saying? It could have took 30 minutes because we already had it written. You never know how long that took. Honestly, when we show up for the game that day, win the game. That's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've never came into this with nothing else in my head but win games. Like, I don't uh, – you know, at times I, I've, I've thought back on my, you know, career and been like, damn, if I'd have just been a, a selfish, like, prick, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I'd have just got, got mine – how a lot of these guys do it. Like, if I'd have got mine and then pouted and asked for trades and did a bunch of fool shit, it's like, ah, maybe I'll, you know what I'm saying, individually, I probably would have went farther, you know what I'm saying, as far as developing just my game. But I'm like, I just don't think I would have won shit, and that would have drove me crazy. That makes a lot of sense. Do you and Tiana trade, like, obviously – She's in the music industry, and the music industry is fucking crazy. Do yeah. you guys trade, like, war stories about the difficulties you guys both face kind of dealing with the higher levels of each industry? All the time. Me and Tiana is, like, the same person on opposite spectrum. You see what I'm saying? Like, think about it. She, like, okay. I don't want to compare. Tiana's, you Tiana's to- a singer. No, no, no. Tiana's a singer, right? Yeah. When she first got discovered, people liked her so much and she could she was so versatile in doing whatever and making it look cool that they made that girl rap. Everybody took her as a rapper, everybody took it as a joke, whatever. I came to league at PG because I got hurt to my ACL and they had to sign Raymond Felton. And then next thing you knew, I was playing three man because Melo was playing four man and I could guard a three. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's well, Melo's like, best position was the four, though. When he was when, back in the day, that was his best position. So my best position is three. I'm not saying for you. I'm just saying for Melo was definitely cooking when he I'm was just, the four. But I yeah, know, I'm, no, being, you, I'm being selfish right now. Yeah, I'm just no, no, hundred percent. And and you definitely got played around a little bit here and there in certain stops. And New York can definitely be yeah. classified so as then, one of them. So then you go, you go. I get traded over to uh, Cleveland. Same thing. They wanted a 3 and D role. I'm like, gee, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't mm. get jiggy in this. I'm living and dying by three-pointers. Mm. But mm. in the grand scheme of things, it stretches the floor and carries the threat to where you can't help off of our scores, which was Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, Kevin Love, me and JR, and everybody else. Channing, RJ, our jobs were to spot up knock down shots to where you can't cheat and you have to play these plays honest and you're going to lose. You know what I'm saying? Like that was a role that I had to confide to. It's like, how do you grow? That was a frustration of mine. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes it's like, gee, I want to go in here and I want to work on your roles and left hand floaters and all this, (laughs) all this other shit. But for real, for real, it's messing me up in the games because Sometimes they just need me to shoot that three. And because I've been working on floaters, I'm turning the three down. Now I'm trying to drive it and do some shit, and it may go wrong. And now it's like, gee, we just needed a three-pointer. Like, we know you got game, Shunt. Like, that's how I, <laughs> that's how I felt. Like, yeah, Shunt, we know you got game. We just don't need your game right now. We just need you to shoot the three. Right? For this scheme, it works like this. Like, I know you could drive the ball and dunk it. Don't need you to do that. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's what it took to win. You know what I mean? So it's like at the end of the day, that's how I get sleep where it's like, gee, okay. Yeah, you may not have gotten to get in your bag. And you know you could get in your bag. You know what I'm saying? And it's still time. You know what I'm saying? Leave somebody sign me. I have a good year. Somebody might really give me the keys to 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 a team to where I could really get down with somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like I felt like Sacramento was gonna give me the keys because I really thought I had a, you know, extra busting out there. Like it felt felt good out there. You know what I mean? Like, Sacramento scores. Not, exa- not exactly a stable organization. <laughs> not to take not to take shots at anybody, hey, but man, we're talking about the Sacramento. Stable, well, he's trying to get employed, was, so he's got to he's got to be careful. I was told, yeah. It's not even that though. When I was employed by the Sacramento Kings, go look at our record. He was going to the playoffs. Yeah, he was on the way to the playoffs, and then I got traded to Houston, and they plummeted. We was going <laughs> to the playoffs. The Sacramento scores was going to the playoffs for sure. It's just I got traded. And you're asking a bunch of one, two-year guys to now fill in a void of a road that they've never been on. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all that was. But I I, I definitely invite the challenge the next time I get it to where it's like, you're going to let me actually play guard and actually leave my blood on the floor? Bad. Not to say I, I ain't, you know what I mean? Like, the 3 and D role was just like shit completely. It's like, nah, I still signed the contract and said I'd do it. You know what I'm saying? But – yeah. At the end of the day, if I ever get a chance to really have a ball in my hands, like I'm gonna show and prove because I told you I'll be in the gym every day. This is what I love to do. You know what I'm saying? It's just sometimes people don't understand like this shit is a business and your coach is gonna have a scheme and you know, me ever since I first started playing this game and promising my father like you got to give the coach a try or else it's no point to have a coach. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to give him a try. At least try his play and see if it worked before you start bending it. <laughs> so, you know, that's 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 always been my heart as far as, you know, walking onto the court. So what's the best role or best situation for you around the league? I mean, just again, I'm sure you have ideas of where you want to go. I don't have a, a certain team that – because how I, like I said, I don't see myself as somebody where I'm like, yeah, go put me there and then bench this dude and do, like, that's not yeah. what I'm on. Like, I'm more of a, I really don't, I don't give, to tell you the truth, I don't give a fuck what you put me on. I really don't care at this point. Like, I understand the league as far as the business of it. I understand how certain teams play. I understand the energy of cities, like, Wherever I go play, like, I'm going to add something. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's a whole nother game within a stat line. You know what I'm saying? And I add something to the game. I add something to the culture of a team. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I bring a winning atmosphere about, you know what I'm saying, and a a hard work ethic. You know, I'm a blue-collar kid forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll – I'll take that with me wherever I go. And I feel like that is my reputation around the league. And I think, you know, with LeBron and them winning this year, I think it's starting to bring the two-pointer back to power. You still got to be able to shoot the three. But back when Golden State was running things, um, it was really for, you know, for two years, it was extremely hard to cover the three. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it, the game, the game changed so much, but with AD 
and Braun doing what they did. Um, when we're talking about, you know, the game changing, I think the game is going to start sliding back to what we're more accustomed to with at mm-hmm. the end of the game, you having to throw it into the block, uh, seeing Jimmy Butler go mid-range after mid-range after mid-range and not really shooting the three until uh, the very end in need. You know what I'm saying? Uh, seeing a yeah. young guy like like Harold attack the basket the way he's attacking it and not just settling for flat foot threes. Uh, I thought watching the championship, I, I thought to myself, damn, the, the, the game might convert back. You know what I'm saying? Which I wanted to know for so long, like watching the game, like, am, am I about to be stuck in three-pointers for the rest of my life watching basketball? <laughs> like, am I going to be stuck in that format? Is everybody going to only work toward playing like that? Because I don't like that version. You know what I'm saying? But you got to adapt. I'm just happy that you said it seemed that what? It, it seems like it's coming back, like you said, like AD – they were starting Dwight next to AD. Like it, it was a very different style of basketball. Chops, chops. My my counter to that is, um, I, obviously, I think I agree to a, a extent, but there's still a team like the Warriors that are are getting healthy next year. So, comparing the L- Lakers and Warriors play style, do you think the Warriors play style can beat the Lakers since they do have the greatest shooters of all time and kind of stop that? <laughs> you know, I mean, KD's gone. Mm-hmm. That's it. KD's gone. <laughs> Jesus, KD's gone. KD is gone. Can they not win without KD? I mean, they could win. They're going to win games. They're great basketball players. But KD's gone. Y'all don't remember that part. No, KD. We know KD's gone. We, Zion's a Nets fan. He knows KD's gone. I know KD. Yeah, I'm, I, I know he's gone. I'm a Nets fan. I'm happy he's gone. <laughs> like, But the Warriors are still experienced. You know, they're still a championship team. And they still have the core of their championship team. Well, they're missing a piece of the core. Draymond Clay and they play. They missing a lot of pieces. They, they, they. You know they. Draymond Clay and Steph. Yeah, but they don't have Andrew Bogut no more. They don't have Iggy. Yeah. They don't have Iggy. They don't have Iggy. They really need Iggy. I don't know if y'all realize, but that's what I'm talking about—the intangible pieces, like. People don't understand how hard it was to play against somebody like Andrew Bogut that though you know he's not trying to score, you can't get him to even attempt it. (laughs) He'll really dedicate himself all game to every time he touches it, setting a screen and like cracking you to where you can't get to these shooters and they lacing them up. They're getting two and three times, two and three attempts at a three per play. You know what I'm saying? Like, that it, it becomes shooting becomes casual at that point. Is any NBA player you keep hot like that? They constantly shooting the ball. They gonna catch fire. You know what I'm saying? It, it, they don't have any of these pieces anymore. Is Sean Livingston still over there? No, nah, he retired. I think he's a coach. I think he's he's in the. They front do got office. Wiggins though. Yeah, <laughs> they got Wiggins and uh, Eric Pascal. I'm not. I'm see. I'm not here to. I'm not here to disrespect anybody. I'm just. It is talk facts. <laughs> no, the bench is a million times different than what it was during the heyday. I'm just saying they had vets. They had vets. Like right Iguodala, now, Iguodala is a Hall of Fame player. He's coming off the bench. 
Shump, I got to ask you, because we're talking about KD and Kyrie. Kyrie went on KD's podcast recently and had a comment that KD's the first player that he that he trusts to take a last shot. And a lot of people took that as shots at LeBron James. What What was your reaction when you heard that, being so close to Kyrie? That's facts. Um, exactly. That's what Kai, I Kai, Kai is a... Uh... LeBron makes the correct decision no matter what. Like, well, I mean, sometimes he'll make an incorrect decision, but in his heart, it, every time it's for the right decision. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what makes LeBron LeBron. Kai will make the wrong decision on purpose to put the to put it on him. You get what I'm saying? But the compliment is more to say. KD is somebody that I trust because I know if it's in his hands, he's going to get a shot up. He's going to shoot it. You know what I'm saying? You could just sort of trust it. It's kind of like how mm. playing with somebody like that, that just gambles, right? If I play with somebody like, say I play with Patrick Beverly, me and Patrick Beverly will play well alongside each other because, because he's super aggressive and I'm also super aggressive. Every time he would go for a steal or do something, and I can react to that because I can understand it. You know what I'm saying? Like I can mm-hmm. see what you're doing, what angles you're playing. Oh, you trying to get him to spin. Oh, you trying to get him to just blow past you so you can back tap, tap it to me, and then I throw it down. Like I can pick that up without us speaking. Like, I can just see how he's playing his feet and be like, okay, this is how we move him. I think that's the same type of progression Kai goes through where it's like, if I do, like, say it's five seconds left and Kai shot fakes, throws it to Braun. Braun can calculate in his head that there's four seconds. He can get at least two dribbles, a pass, and a shot off. You know what I'm saying? With Kai, four seconds is not enough time. I got to shoot this. KD, four seconds is just not enough time. I have to shoot this. KD might grab it at eight seconds and say it's just not enough time. Bron's just able to process so many things that it's like you can have indecision at times at the end of a game dealing with Bron because, you know, sometimes the man's just too humble. You know what I mean? He's too mm-hmm. he's too precise as far as knowing the court, being aware. And he's just gonna, he doesn't, he does he feels like it's the coach's job to put people in the right position to be successful. And there's gonna be people that hate it, there's gonna be people that love it, but that's what makes Braun Braun. I don't think Kyrie, by saying that, he was taking, like, people are just gonna forever think that they taking shots at each other. And it's sad because very sad. Though, though they can't be on the same team, it's not like, I don't think it's like that. Like, there's a lot of players in the league that we just have an understanding out here. Like, it's just, it is what it is. Like, you want to, like, it's nothing wrong with somebody not wanting to play with somebody because they feel like that's the best on the, he's the best. I want to beat him. What the hell's mm-hmm. wrong with that? Like, since when y'all got a problem with a man to man? Like, I think, like, I think, Shump, I think it's, You've never really seen anybody say, I don't want to play with LeBron James through LeBron's career. I think that's a part of it, you know? But that's because you have fearful fearful people that it's the, if you can't beat them, join them demo. You see what I'm saying? It's the, oh, they're going to call everything. You get what I'm saying? Like, 
before Bron came and got me, I was trying to beat that man. I'm trying to knock his head off. What are you talking about? I'm trying to screen hard. I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to be physical. I want to talk trash. I, I, when we first got there, I didn't think Bron would like me the way I was talking to him when, when I was playing with the Knicks. I didn't think dude would like me. Like, I don't even know why I'm here, G. How flagrant I speak to people. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a, a competition thing, though. Like, that, that gets me going to come out there, say something, and then Bron's like, oh, shut up. Now it's a game. Now it's a ball game. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's how yeah. I get myself going at times. So it's like, that's what I'm into. Some people not into that. Some well, let's talk about yeah, but how flagrant. <laughs> but how flagrant were you getting with LeBron with this trash talking? I can't remember now. It's twenty one. My question is, we had we had Channing on the pod not too long ago, and he was like, Ky- "Kyrie's a great leader, but nobody understands that Kyrie's a great leader other than people who play with him." Is that is would would you say that's accurate? Yeah, I, I could compare uh, Kyrie to Melo a lot. Melo and, and Kyrie are the same. They may not, you know, they may forget to be vocal at times. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just not them. That's like having, uh, it's hard to, to do it this way because everybody feels disrespected if you say dad shit. But how you have a dad that on this end, they're both great dads. They both want their kids in school. They both got all the same setup of rules. It's just this dad lets his kid curse. <laughs> and this dad, you know what I'm saying? This dad yeah. is like, got his kids super obedient. He never talks back. But this one, he teach him how to do X, Y, and Z because he that's something that went with his life. You know what I mean? Like, he, mm-hmm. it felt like he felt like this saved him one day. So... My son got to know this. You know what I mean? It's it's one of them things with Kyrie where it's like, I don't know how y'all need to be led, but this is how I know how to do it. Kyrie's not going to say, he may not say, well, dog, what are y'all doing? Like, move the ball. Like, we're not moving the ball side to side. What Kyrie's going to do is he's going to ask for a step-up screen, drive it, and then drive it down the baseline and change sides of the floor to make sure the defense shifts. But he's not going to talk about it no more. He, he might say it once in a frustration, and he's not going to talk about it no more. He's just going to do something to alter it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I saw that a lot in Melo, where Melo will take the blame in the media, uh, you know, shoulder, whatever. He, did, he didn't really care what he had to shoulder. He just felt like he should be better. Even though I knew at times, like, we kind of put him in a fucked up spot. Like, I, I didn't really put you in the best spot right here. And now in the papers, they grilling you, Melo. And he never really took heed to it. Like, everything was just stay even kill and, and stay in the gym and work. And when we needed him in big moments, like, it didn't have to be a conversation. Like, I would never have to come up to Melo and turn it on. Like, say, hey, man, come on, man, now it's time. I ain't got to say that shit to Melo. <laughs> I already know what it is. I ain't got to say that shit to Kyrie. Like, I Maybe I have said it to Kyrie a couple times. There's been a couple times I ain't caught Kyle. Well, I felt <laughs> like, I felt like he just left his cape. He left his cape in the hotel room or some shit. And I was tired. <laughs> I was tired of chasing some, somebody, some guard. I forgot who I was. I was like, man, dog, if I'm going to chase him and have to take this ice bath, bro, you better send some home. I'm, I ain't got, you can't ask me to make shots at this point, bro. I'm tired. Like, 
It's been a long road trip. When the bubble was announced, Kyrie's reports came out. Kyrie was like, hey, we should think about this. And I'm just putting my opinion out there. And a lot of people killed him for it. And then he ended up looking pretty damn correct and pretty damn smart a few months later. But so how do you think Kyrie deals with, because you said Melo will just like kind of brush it off, stay even keeled. How do you think Kyrie deals with it in that sense? I love the way Kyrie deals. Kyrie feels and he says. I The reason why I love how Kyrie get down is it's authentically him. And I know that from sometimes it being awkward, sometimes it being something that maybe he said and he didn't all the way have the knowledge of it. But he did it before your very eyes. I always could respect a man that'll fail in front of you and just stand back up and wipe himself off and then keep walking. Like, we all trip. But there's certain people that's going to trip and then look around like, oh, shit, did anybody see that? Like, oh. There's certain people that's going to act, they're going to sit, lay on the floor and just laugh super hard because they uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? But there's a grown-ass man that's going to trip and literally catch himself, dust himself off, and while you laughing, he may just shoot you a mean look, like, and keep walking. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many different versions of it. I just can respect it. Like, I... Kai's going to say some shit that, you know, it might it may be bugged out until you sit down and talk to him and, you know, hear the context of what he's saying. Like, I know it because that's my friend. You see what I'm saying? But I, I just feel like a lot of people are going to grill people. And I think when they grill people, it kind of hushes a lot of guys up because everybody's trying to play this, you know, good PR you know, in good cahoots with everybody. You know what I'm saying? You wanna, you wanna be, you don't wanna burn any bridges, so to speak. And you wanna speak politically correct and do all these things. But at the end of the day, you gotta, at some point, you gotta like look in the mirror and be like, did I, do I really believe that or am I doing that for a couple of bucks? You know what I'm saying? I just love how Kyrie does it because he's in a position where he doesn't have to fear repercussion. Like, why would he fear repercussion? He's one of the best basketball players to do it. So he's put the pressure on them now. How do we tolerate it? You know what I'm saying? And, and it's a it's a cool power trip to watch. Like, you watch it with a lot of different guys that can push the envelope. And it's like, this is what we've been waiting on, bro. Because you also have a couple of other guys. I'm glad Dame is rapping like this. Because with Dame rapping, it makes people calm down. Like, people... They don't, they don't bother me as much no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they kind of just listen to whatever I posted. But he kind of helped us with that, to calm everybody down. Because he's like, yeah, I did that, but they still finna pass me this thing, and I'm still going to put up 50. And then I'm going to go rap. <laughs> what y'all going to say? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, that's the only difference was that I, I just wasn't putting up 50. I'm like, but I'm – that's how I get down. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I don't know if Dane could have came in the league with Melo and just threw up 50. Like, they damn sure wasn't letting me shoot that mug like that. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't get, I ain't get no chance to do all that y'all got going on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't, I wasn't told that I could do that. Like, I would have loved to let that mug go from wherever I want to, but. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I had a couple of guys that might have deserved more shots than me. I mean, New York media is different, though. You had to go through it with 
with the team with the last literally the last good Knicks team and a lot of yeah. eyeballs on it. Oh, that was a great but it was a great time, man. Like I wish I could have been thirty year old son playing in New York. You know what I'm saying? Just just because like I could have understood a lot more. I mean, like, I was really young and like trying to figure out the league and figure out a lot of different things. And I was doing it all while I'm learning from Melo. It just was a lot going on to be in New York. And I, being a Chicago kid, I was just teed up. Like, <laughs> whatever, you know, whatever I could do, I was trying to do it. And I'm, uh, I'm trying to play ball. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. Um, you know what I'm saying? I, I just was turned up. And I wish I could have, you know, just some time to slow things down in my mind. You know what I mean? And really key in on what we had. Because at the moment, I was, you know, I'm just like, man, we got to beat this team tonight. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not thinking when I'm year nine, I'm still going to be like, damn, I wish I would have won that jersey up. You know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. I loved I loved that Cleveland championship. It was just so – I love everything that's just super hard to do. Like, <laughs> like winning that ring, it just felt so good because it was like, well, we heard just about every reason why we was not going to win this ring. We heard you can't, every You can't record, get much harder every, than that. Every stat, every bad coaching decision, every <laughs> off-the-court distraction they threw at us, like – I'm talking about they was hitting us with all type of stuff all year. And it was just like we kept coming in there like that's that's cool and all that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's cool. <laughs> we still finna win. Like, uh uh-uh, that's cool. I get it. We still finna win. And, and and it was just so to be a part of that, like that's why even when I I, I was watching the, the, the celebration for uh, the championship that uh, LeBron and them just got. I watched it trying to um, basically like assess it like what I wanted to win in the bubble. You know what I'm saying? I was going to say, would you, would you it looked a little different. I'm not trying to take yeah, anything away from it. They, no, they no, no, great no. Time. It don't take away from the rain. I, I truly, yeah. when I broke it down in my head, do you realize how hard it had to be to be 36, take three months off, and then lead your team to another championship? Mm-hmm. The third <laughs> different franchise? That's OD. Like, I just was breaking it down in my head. It's some of the most unbelievable shit we ever seen. That man went to three different cities and say, yeah, we could win. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we could probably get it done. I think we got it. I think we got it. Like with it, within two years, within two years coming at in each team too. Yeah, that's impressive. Very, very impressive resume. Piggybacking off of that, LeBron did say um, Lakers. LeBron is destroying Heat. LeBron. That's what he said last night. In your opinion, you played with Cavs. LeBron, obviously, was this the best version of LeBron James you've seen? No, I don't know why he said that. He's captain. <laughs> that that was a. He said that. And I was like, ah. Yeah, I don't know why he said something like that. <laughs> yeah, he's true. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's a good LeBron, but it's not the same league. Like, 
it's just not the same league. Like that LeBron, I don't know if 36 LeBron does that to, you know what I'm saying, though, that 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 class of player. Like it was a totally different player. It was a stronger player. LeBron, a lot of LeBron's real, you know, duke outs that he had in Miami. It's like some of this, some of them series was pretty bone chilling for that man, Joe. Like they was fouling him for real, for real. Like, it was real fast. <laughs> like it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of, I don't think y'all realized there wasn't a lot of, you know, Bron be flexing and shit. Like it wasn't a lot of that going on. Like that Detroit series when that man had to score everything in the fourth, like, Certain shit that he did is just like, bro, I, I get it that this is the most advanced mental form of LeBron. This may be the most numbers calculated LeBron. I don't know what to say, but as far <laughs> as a demon, no way. Shump, I said 2016 Cavs beat this Lakers team in five. Yeah, for sure. Not a lot of debate there. In five. five yeah. For sure. Fucking serious. Well, who on that who who on this Lakers team's guarding Kai? Nobody. I mean I mean, Rondo matches up. We're not gonna violate though. We ain't gonna violate him. But we're gonna beat him. No, no, we're gonna beat him. We're gonna beat him. We just not gonna violate him. The Cavs team was what your team was a million times more deeper than this Lakers team, but who the hell's guarding Anthony Davis? That's the thing. Mazi. What are you talking about? Uh, Timothy Maslow. Oh, he is <laughs> not guarding Anthony Davis. Come on, guys, no, come on. Tristan Thompson could do pretty well against AD as well. Let's Bro, uh, no, relax, no, 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 relax, no, 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 relax. No, no, no. Y'all forgot how we – wait a minute. Did y'all forget how we guarded Anthony Davis when we had to play him? It wasn't like we didn't have yeah, to play him. Yeah, but that was when he was 22 that's, years that's old. A different, that's a different yeah, AD. Yeah, it's a different AD. Listen, it wasn't no different AD. He just didn't have Bron. What y'all, y'all tripping? AD still <laughs> oh, AD. Shump, yeah. <laughs> shump, come on. AD is AD, bro. AD is AD. He's AD. That's who he is, dog. He's going to run the floor, play hard, make jump shots that he's not supposed to make because he's too damn tall. He's going to Euro step <laughs> here and there. This is all shit he did at Kentucky. This is no surprise shit. Like, this this game is really simple. You add LeBron James and you got a 6'9", uh, 6'9", and a seven foot pick and roll, it's it's hard to win out here. Well, LeBron's I, also seven. LeBron is seven foot tall. He ain't six nine. He can stare down any seven footer in the in the face. That is a bunch of bullshit that the NBA has been peddling on us since two thousand three. LeBron James is seven feet tall. <laughs> but he's pushing the ball like he's six four. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. you could throw that Absolutely. man at point guard and run the floor and then put Rondo at two guard, but play point guard when he get rebounds, because I don't know how his little ass get all these rebounds, but he get them, <laughs> and he push the ball. It's just the fast break becomes a weapon. It's just, you know, we was on that with the with the Cavs. We was on that too. Like, y'all want to run? We want to run too, so come on. Like, that's why I did it. Matchup-wise, matchup-wise, we can match up. Kevin Love could play a lot more against this Lakers team. Channing could have played against this Lakers team too. That's that's a big part of my argument. They, yeah. they couldn't play yeah. really against that Warriors team, but you can put Channing and Kevin out there and they can score against this this Lakers team. That was a big argument. So they could fill it up. I agree. That. I agree. I think I think y'all win 2016 win. And and we had the real JR switch. I don't know why there they don't is. use him. I didn't want to say it because I because I'm happy. They don't want to use I, him now, but they don't want to use him now. I get it. He's older and he has spent one year out of the league. I totally understand time and circumstance and shit. 
But we not going to act like J.R. Smith ain't J.R. Smith. I get it. They going to meme him out. We going to laugh. We going to do all that bullshit. But that man high on the charts. He, he's top 10 all time. Made threes in the playoffs, bro. Like, Shorty really is a walking bucket. And we, like, we'll laugh at it. I get it. It's 2020. But we had the real version of dude. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, the mean version, too. He the you know what I'm saying? That's like we we talking about matchups. I just feel good about our matchup. I'm not here to, you know, play NBA 2K with they season <laughs> now that they fucking, you know, now that they won and shit. I don't want to make it seem like oh boy, our legend team was better. Like I ain't on that. Yeah. But y'all y'all brought y'all brought it up because y'all petty. I, as a Cavs fan, as a Cavs fan, jump. I'm always gonna bring that up. That's that's just the way that's petty. gonna go. No, I, I don't think 2016 petty. wins, but Mozgov. Guarding, slowing down Anthony Davis, I don't see that. I didn't, say slowing, I didn't say slowing him down. I said, that's who's going to guard him. You said, who's going to guard him? It's a big body. Mozzie, Mozzie <laughs> Tristan, cool. Who's going to deal with us? Like, y'all worrying about the wrong shit. Who's going to deal with all us, Joe? <laughs> we'll give it We'll give it to you. Cat, that cat, those Cavs teams much deeper than these Lakers teams. Come on, man. Who was going to deal with us, Joe? We was, especially if we decided to move that thing, we was moving that thing. Anytime we started moving that thing, we was blowing people out. We had we had a tough ball club. I don't lie. We did. We no pretty, no had, lies told. We had a pretty good ball club. We appreciate you joining us. Where's where, where can everybody find Joyride? It's out now. Where can everybody go stream that? You can go get it off that piff. Um, you can get it off on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, other than that, man, they go on YouTube. People know how you get your music, man. If you go on Apple Music, the only streamable song is Gohan. Um, and my daughter made sure to put that on the project. It really wasn't on the project, but she said <laughs> it needed to be on the project. So it's on the project. Uh, but it's already. She, she... For sure. But after this, this is the last, that was the last free version everything else is like coming. Like I got some shit. I actually wasn't going to do features and shit, but you know, the, the momentum we've been picking up, it kind of organically just sort of happened. So I got some features that well, are coming. You have to tell us who the features are. You can't just tease that. You got to tell us. Huh? Well, I'm waiting. I, I, I'm waiting on one more. I don't want to, I don't want to. You got to give us some hints. Cause we'll just say, we're just going to say people's names and, and, Fuck it! I mm-hmm. love you to do that shit. I need one feature though. One feature, because uh, I already have it now, and I have the vocals on my drive. There we go. There <laughs> so we go. So you you got it locked down, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Me and Ludacris got some shit coming. Oh, but, okay, Luda. Yeah, it was crazy. Is Luda went to my high school? You know what I'm saying? Really? Uh, in Opa. Yeah, Ludacris really from Illinois. He just moved. To uh, to Atlanta, yeah. I believe. I believe in his middle school type years or high school years. I'm not sure. Don't quote me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he went to my high school and shit. I don't know for how long, whatever. But nigga went to my high school. So people always used to hit me with it. Yo, you ever get that you sound like Lucas? And I was like, damn, that's crazy. That's one of my favorite guys. So. Because of how he rapped. Like, I felt like he rapped like he was from where we was from. And then I found out he from where we from. So I'm like, damn. <laughs> uh, is, T- yeah. is Tiana ever going to do a versus? I know people people be asking her all the time. 
don't know. You know that that versus shit is like a lot of mainstream. Uh, you gotta have like mainstream hits and shit. Like Tiana ain't never really like gone for the mainstream thing. Let's not downplay it though. I mean, she's got you know. No, she got hits. Don't get me wrong, but I'm saying they're they're like they base it off of basically how much your shit was on the radio. Like, it ain't about the culture. It ain't about the culture saying that song, the most thought song ever, or this song resonate with me, or this song is doper. It's really about the radio played this more. It got more streams, so it got a plaque and. It was number one for 17 weeks, but it's like, you need a whole label. You need all type of shit unless you just Lil Nas and this shit just happened <laughs> accidentally off the fucking fan page. So, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless it happens on some, you know what I'm saying, Post Malone shit where it's just clicking and just go out of the country with it. It's like, dog, you ain't finna have nothing like that. Like, you gonna have you know, an organic audience that constantly builds and constantly grows. I love that Tiana got it out the mud, how she got it. I watched her tour, her seven album, I watched her tour that album at least three years straight, just touring the same fucking album because people love it. And I'm like, that's fire to me. I'm like, a lit, a lit tour and a bunch of number one plaques. I mean, unless it converts to like this unstoppable amount of bread, it's just not worth it, bro. Like, I, it's much better to me to see, like people tell me stories about like lines that I got in my song that resonate with their life. Like, man, Jim, I got a daughter too. I be saying that all the time. It's crazy you use the same words. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that moment, that's so much better than a plaque to me. You know what I'm saying? Though I ain't saying I don't want plaque. I would love to have a plaque and rub it in somebody's face. Like, I would love to do that. But I I guess I'm I will always appreciate the house of the House of Blues performer that brings down the house over yeah. the the arena performer that really don't do shit. It's just the radio play of <laughs> shit so much that I bought. You get what I'm saying? Like, and that's yeah, no disrespect yeah. to nobody. That's just my preference. Like I said, yeah. it ain't even up to me. Even though I'm saying my opinion about the shit, it really don't matter because America wants bubblegum music at the moment. They just, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? They want bubblegum. They, even if it's good, they only going to chew it for a little bit. They got something to do. They going to spit that shit out and get something new. They want something new. I don't know what it is. That's just a craze right now. So I don't know. I, I, I don't think Tiana's gearing up for a versus. If she does, I hope that I could, you know, be bopping in the background because <laughs> she she could just let her shit ride. This shit resonate hit harder to me. You know what I'm saying? Like even the authentication of her just saying what she's saying is like, I don't know a lot of other girls that's going to talk it like that. You ain't going to keep it a bean like that. You know, that's what you was thinking. You're not going to keep it a bean like that. You wouldn't even pick them words. You could say a collection of words that I ain't used to hearing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I don't want Tiana to get caught in, oh, am I having a versus <laughs> battle? Like, that's stupid to me. I got, before before you leave, since we're talking about Tiana music, Kanye said that he wants all the good music artists to get their masters back. Big Sean... Has said, yeah, you laughed right there. That's why I asked. 
Big Sean has has rapped recently about maybe his first deal wasn't that great. Has, is this a situation there where you know? I mean, Tiana's been very vocal about some label stuff. That's I'm, I'm trying to say. What are you saying? Do I feel like he gonna give him back? Yeah, like have, has that been a, a conversation? Just give him back, man. <laughs> Just give him answers, dog. Like. I don't even want to get in details about this. Like, man, he just took back and forth. I don't know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? I'm sending good energy to mine. So I hope everybody good. It's just, I don't too much. I ain't into that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just, ugh. you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't imagine somebody having control over my voice. I just, I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? Like the little control that I told you just, refraining from touching on certain subjects and talking about certain things with music due to basketball. Just that little control was a lot for me, let alone I got a full album or project or something ready to go, ready to release, and I can't release it. I got to wait. I got to, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what Mm -hmm. that's like to have true strings on you. You know what I'm saying? I just respect her for staying down, staying loyal because, no matter all the shit that they go through, like even even the shit with me and my wife, like how how I can just hang my hat on knowing her loyalty. Do you realize what she's going through with her label and she still rock with you? Like I'm like, gee, you better than me. <laughs> you're yeah. you're way better than me. But she has a loyalty that this is why they signed you, because they know. Everybody can't put up with this. Everybody can't make it through this. Everybody can't survive this shit. She can. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's that's probably one of the only things that they got right on both sides. Y'all picked the right one. For sure. You picked the right one. Did you do this shit right? No, y'all didn't. Y'all fucked up a lot. But you did right. You picked the right one. She's the one to pick. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, at least you saw it. I don't know what y'all on, but you saw it. So, you know, if you want to get a master's back, get a master's back. You know what I'm saying? That ain't my conversation to have with boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he going I'm sure they'll, <laughs> we'll find out about it on Twitter or some shit. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Dude might tweet and just be like, yeah, I just gave Tiana a shit back. Like, cool. <laughs> I'll retweet it. <laughs> I'll retweet it with. When Kanye tweets, they ain't giving everybody they masters back, and he put Tiana in the in the caption. I'ma just retweet that shit, uh, screenshot it, and then post it on Instagram to make sure everybody knows. But other than that, uh, we gonna continue our day as planned. We gonna do our get money scheme how we initially planned to do it. <laughs> there we go, Shump, forever a real one. The fucking man, man. I appreciate y'all. We appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate y'all. y'all wow, what an episode. That whew. uh shout out to Katsy Hubbard joining us talking NBA Finals. Shout out to Shump. Always real as fuck. Our first repeat guest. He was in the car driving. He took a lot of time to talk to us. He, you know, a lot of shit. Uh very fun. Uh we appreciate you guys for listening every single week. Word is, word is Zion has a very special guest for us on the Thursday episode. We've never done a guest on the Thursday episode. Word is Zion has secured a very special guest. So I'm that's all I'm gonna say. Uh I'm looking forward to it if it happens. I'm excited. Until next time, Thursday. We'll see you guys then. Thank you for rocking with us.
Special thanks to our producer, Josh Dodd, our associate producer and sound engineer, Jasmine Plata, our production manager, Chancel Correa, our talent booker, Shanice Kelman, who gets us all our great guests, our senior director of operations, Jen Stewart. Shout out to the main man in charge, our GM, Donnie Kwok. This is a production of Complex Networks. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.